You're listening to Bill Handel, on demand from KFI AM 640. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. I'm here to announce that I'm leaving show business to spend more time with my stripper. And now... These shows here just keep getting better and better. Bill Handel. And uh, this is KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. As we continue on with the show, it is time for, since it is Tuesday, the 8 o'clock hour, it's time for our regular segment, Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. And uh, Rich DeMuro, good morning. Good morning to you, Bill. All right, we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, let's start off with Google and Gmail. And since I use Gmail, I am particularly interested in um, how this story is going to affect me because uh, everything that affects me is more important than anything else we talk about here. <laughs> well, that is certainly true, but I don't think this is going to affect you too much. I'm putting it out there just because there are some people that still use this, but it's been a while. This is uh, Gmail's basic HTML view. And this is, if you click on this, and it took me a bit to actually get into this today, it reminds me of what Gmail looked like when it very first came out many, many years ago. And so this is a view that they've kept for a long time because it's really fast on old, slow connections, older computers, slow internet computers. And so uh, they said, you know what? And I'm sure Gmail or Google has the numbers to back this up, but you know they just don't need it much anymore. Apparently not many people use it. And so they are retiring this basic HTML view in January 2024. So I recommend if you have Gmail, uh, if you want to just take a look down memory lane, go to gmail.com and in the lower right-hand corner, it'll say load basic HTML view. If you could even click it fast enough, you can see what Gmail right. used to look like. All right, so it's no big deal. It's just a little bit of history. I thought it was bigger well, than that. Okay, no, I'm glad is, to hear that. There is one aspect, Bill. So uh, visually impaired users are saying that this is the version of Gmail that they prefer. And so there is that aspect of the story that uh, some are saying, please don't kill this because we rely on this. Okay, fair enough. I, there are people I know that still use AOL, even Yahoo. I'm not going to mention a name, but... Uh, it's there's someone I know. I think it's Yahoo, and it's his full first name. It's like John Smith at Yahoo, and he's never oh, going wow. to give that up. No, uh, it, it's along those of... lines uh, where it's just his name. Yeah, that's. And, uh, I get look. I get those emails every day from people that use uh, Yahoo and AOL. There's no no judgment. What about Hotmail? Remember that one? Yeah, I do. I, but I've been told that Gmail is infinitely safer, whatever that means when you're talking about uh, email. I guess it's harder for hackers to get in. Well, I think that it is uh, more modern. I think that uh, since Google, obviously, Gmail is one of its flagship products, they spend a lot of time making sure it's really good. Uh, I don't know if I could say the same for AOL. I'm not sure that's really like a flagship thing anymore. And for Yahoo Mail, they do put some effort into it for sure. Um, I think, and I think Yahoo Mail is fine. I, I just think Gmail okay. is probably the best web-based. Fair enough. Uh, the iPhone 15. I'm getting one probably this week. It's time for a new phone. It'll be an iPhone, and people are already complaining about it. What's going on with this? What's wrong with it? Yeah, 
You know, anytime there is the internet and a new product, people are going to be complaining. So people are saying that the iPhone 15, well, a couple things I'm hearing. Number one, the sounds on iOS 17 have changed. And so a lot of people are complaining about that, saying that the the ringer and the notifications just aren't as loud. You can't customize them as much anymore. So that's one thing. The second thing is that everyone's saying that, or a lot of people are saying that their iPhones are getting really hot. The iPhone 15s. I have not experienced that with my review unit, um, but and I've used it a lot, but a lot of people are saying that's happening. And then the third aspect to all of this is uh, we talked about Apple doing away with leather. They now use something called fine woven, and people are saying it's a fine mess. It's, uh, it's scratching easily. It's not high quality. It doesn't look good after a couple of minutes of use. The cases just aren't as high quality as leather. And so a uh, whole bunch of complaints circling around all the Apple stuff right about now. Yeah, I mean, getting a, another another uh, case is no big deal. But uh, obviously, if uh, the ringtone, well, even the ringtone is no big deal. But running hot, that I would think that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, the running hot thing is concerning because, uh, you know, that can slow down your phone. It can slow down the life of, or it can uh, affect the life of the battery and the phone itself. So hopefully, I mean, look, this is Apple. They do a lot of testing. I hope that they uh, will put out a software update to fix some of these things. I think they will fix the notification issue because I was going through some of the tones yesterday, and they're really, really quiet. And then um, the the heat situation, you know, I think that could be fixed with software as well. Something's running that shouldn't be. And do they do and so in addition to uh, it's not as loud. Are the ringtones themselves sounding pretty lame compared to what they are now? I think so. I was going through the uh, the alarms last night, setting those up, and the one I use in the morning sounds like a horror movie. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I wake up uh, like <laughs> just <laughs> dreading the day. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. We're going to come back and uh, do the next segment. Uh, and I forgot to uh, tell you, Rich is heard uh, right here Saturdays. Rich on Tech, 11 to 2. And uh, he is the KTLA uh, tech reporter. We already talked about the high iPhone. It's got some real problems. Of course it is. But that's typical, isn't it, Rich? Uh, when a new phone comes out, inevitably there are glitches that have to be unglitched. Yeah, absolutely. I think that with any phone that happens, I think with the uh, iPhone in particular, the uh, software update, we just got the iOS 17 update, and then there was a secondary update right after that, maybe like a day or two after. So if you just just updated your iPhone to the latest software, whether you have the new iPhone or not, there is like this uh, emergency security update. They call it zero-day bugs that they're fixing. This is stuff that uh, is pretty bad in the scheme of things. Someone might be able to take over your phone, so Apple came out with an update for that as well. How's it selling, incidentally? Because I know it's out uh, several days now, right? Uh, yeah, it's been out since Friday. And, you know, Apple doesn't release any sort of numbers, and I haven't seen any. But just uh, in my feed, I think that I've seen the most interest of this phone in a long time. I think because of the combination of uh, the USB-C, people were waiting for a new phone. Uh, we saw lines for the first time in a long time at a lot of these stores. Uh, the waiting times for getting these things shipped to you is a couple of weeks out at this point. So seems like there's a pretty healthy interest, but we'll okay. we'll find out at the end of the quarter, I guess. All right. A quick word about uh, chat GPT uh, image support, uh, and it's able to speak to you, I assume, in various languages and different dialects, I'm guessing. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, we really have this budding uh, competition between all of these different 
AI chatbots. So you've got ChatGPT. They came out of the gate really fast. You've got Google Bard, which is Google's version of this. Then you've got the one that uh, I really like called Claude.ai. Amazon just invested a ton of money in them yesterday or announced it yesterday, I guess. Um, and then you've got other ones. So, I mean, this uh, ChatGPT, you know, they're continuing to evolve this thing. And so now you can type in or you can uh, put in a picture and it will tell you what's in that picture. It can help you. Let's say you're an Instagram or you can ask it for captions. It's not like 100% there yet, but uh, it's pretty good. Like I, I put in a picture of SoFi Stadium I took over the weekend and it figured it out. It said, hey, this looks like a stadium specifically SoFi Stadium in Southern California, and it looks like it was during a big concert. So it's pretty smart. And again, this is just day one of all this stuff. The other thing you could do is uh, use your voice now with, with uh, ChatGPT. So you can not only uh, put in your, you know, your question using your voice. They have this whisper model, which is really incredible. That's what they use for uh, speech to text. But now it can talk back to you. And so you can hear, you know, they gave the example of like a kid's bedtime story. So now parents can, uh, you know, can no longer read to their kids. They could just have chat GPT huh. do it. So let me ask you, can you choose, um, you know, with how they speak to you? For example, uh, my mother is dead and I really miss an old Jewish Yenta speaking in Yiddish screaming at me. Uh, can they do that? Uh, I don't know how many voices they have on there, but if you want something like that. OK, there's a couple things. Uh, Eleven Labs is uh is quite incredible at voice cloning so um i'm not kidding it is my friend sent uh, like a little clip of him he was uh he recorded his voice it takes uh, like a half an hour to do this you have to record a whole bunch of clips of yourself but the voice quality that they're outputting is like bill i'm not kidding you could probably do your entire show and half the people wouldn't realize that it's not actually you and it's ai you know, I, I, I mean it's I think we're going to try that. I think it's a great idea. And by the way, half an hour, I mean, they give you the prompts, of course. Yeah, you have to read what they give you, uh, correct? Yeah, typically they give you a whole bunch of stuff that to read. But I'm not kidding. It's like, you know, let's just say, you know, for me, I had to do like a voiceover, like a minute video on like Instagram. I may, may be able to in the future just literally type out what my script and it will sound just like me. It's getting the intonations better. It's getting the, you know, the problem is a lot of this stuff sounds flat. And so it's just like a voice that's reading and it doesn't really understand how humans inflect and kind of get excited or maybe a little bit down. And so that is what they are nailing at this point and just continuing to get better at. Hey, I'm going to do this as an experiment, uh, Rich. I mean, can I actually using uh, the chat GPT technology, can I produce a segment now uh, just by recording the prompts and then, uh, what, actually typing in uh, the topic? How, how would yeah, I do that? You, well, you, well, that's the other thing. You can just, so you can do twofold. You can use ChatGBT to just come up with the whole script, and then you take that script, you pop it into uh, the Eleven Labs uh, voice generator, you know, after you've recorded yourself, and now it'll do that. And then people are also using uh, the next big thing, and, and YouTube even announced this, is video. So you can type in a script and YouTube has a new app that will actually just generate the video clips for you, too. So I think all this stuff is really interesting, Bill, but I think we're going to see a lot of junky material online. Like of course I'm talking, we are. You know, just stuff that's made really fast, and, it's, and, and kids are going to be watching it. And I'm not saying it's, like, evil stuff. I'm just saying it's just poor quality. And, that's, and it will be, and the evil stuff will come in, too, in mass numbers. Oh, of course. 
on top of, of that. Course. All right, let's finish it up, and we only have about another minute, and that is something uh, that is near and not so dear to my heart. Amazon, which I'm a big fan of Prime. I now, and I love it because, uh, number one, of course, uh, for the shipping part of it, but uh, the great uh, programming that I don't have to watch commercials, and now I don't have to watch commercials if I'm willing to pony up an extra $3 a month. Yeah, this is this is really disappointing by Amazon. So uh, three dollars. So they're going to introduce ads on Prime Video, which is included in your Prime membership. You know, people pay fifteen bucks a month or one hundred and forty dollars a year, but they are now going to charge. Or sorry, they're now going to have ads inside Prime Video content, both the shows and the movies, unless you pay three dollars a month extra. So. Uh, not very exciting. This no, is, this no. Is Effectively, that means thirty-six bucks a, a year more than the hundred and forty. Yeah, but now they're not going to do that. They're going to automatically give you the ads. You have to opt in to the three dollars right. a month. But the the thing is, Bill, you know, there's over a hundred million Prime members times three dollars a month. If they if they don't pay, they're saving three hundred million dollars a month. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They're going to make a lot of money with this because there are a lot yep. of people. I won't even think twice about uh, uh, doing it because I hate commercials that much, uh, except for my commercials that I do here, which I'm probably going to do one in a f- couple of minutes. Uh, Rich, thank you. Uh, this Saturday, right. uh, te- uh, Rich on Tech, Saturday, 11 to 2, Rich on Tech, at Rich on Tech. Take care, Rich. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, again. Bill. All right, I want to. I'm going to spend the next two segments talking about this. One of the great, great American success stories, uh, business success stories, going from a product that basically was hated by everyone to a product that is beloved. And what am I talking about? The AR-15, the AR-15 assault type weapon. So I'm going to bring you back to December 2005. Uh, five Wall Street investment groups fly in. Uh, it's Portland, Maine, private jets, of course. And they went to, they come into Bushmaster Firearms because Bushmaster was being put up for sale by its owner. And Bushmaster's product was the AR 15. Bushmaster actually manufactured, they had the patent to manufacture it. And the owner, Dick Dyke, uh, once said, no, I could never sell this company because so many people have a negative view of this gun. Uh, a matter of fact, a few years earlier, Dyke had been forced to resign as President George W. Bush's chief main fundraiser after the media found out he made AR-15s and the story just exploded. And there was so much negative press that he literally had to resign. And then after that, do you remember those uh, two snipers who terrorized Washington, D.C. they couldn't catch for a long time? Uh Guess what they used in their attacks? The Bushmaster AR-15. Okay, so that happens at sort of the George W. Bush era, turn of the century. By 2005, Dyke's concerns had completely evaporated. Sales of the AR-15 were going uh, at a far faster rate than any other rifle or shotgun. All of a sudden, as according to uh, John DeSantis, who was the uh, chief executive of Bushmaster at that time, he said, all of a sudden, they became this amazing thing. So why did five groups of Wall Street uh, investors go to Portland and start trying to outbid each other? Well, just like in any business venture, uh, the current profits, which were great, 
the potential to make a lot more because that's what investors come in. It's not they just they don't buy a product or a company just to keep on going. Oh, no, they wanted to grow. And there was a market demand, increasing market demand. So this is the Bushmaster story. Classic American uh, success story. The product sells well. Investors come in to expand production. They come in and increase marketing and sales explode. And that's this business success story, which led to just this massive increase in the AR-15 production and civilian ownership. And it's not just, uh, you know, Kool-Aid being a major product or um, uh, pick any other product, pick any widget, which sells beyond belief. It's the influence on a much, much different level. I mean, Jell-O is a great product, but it doesn't affect your life. The R15 does and what it means. Now, uh, I want to finish it up talking about one of the great American, recent great American success stories, and that is the story of the AR-15. Uh, Bushmaster manufactured it. Now it's manufactured by everybody because the patent is basically done. And uh, this story, as I told you, led to this massive increase in AR production and civilian ownership coming from a company that was uh, reviled and a weapon that was uh, considered so negative, even among gun owners. And the NRA hated it. Well, things have changed. So uh, the increase in AR-15 ownership and production has profound effects, more so than almost any other weapon, actually modernly more than any other weapon. How we vote how we go to social events, how kids are going to school and protected, and the arrival of private equity money. All of it uh, turning the AR-15 market into once was a market that didn't exist and the product was horrible and the manufacturing was, how dare you do this, is now one of the well-known icons of our culture wars. So by the end of the 2000s, the, the AR-15 has become a badge of honor for millions of supporters of the Second Amendment. And as mass shootings increase, with most of them involving the AR-15, it's also become a symbol for millions of Americans who look at it as this is the epitome of violent dysfunction in a gun-obsessed America. The, R, the AR-15 is that center point of which both sides are looking at and of course obviously disagreeing in their view of life but it seems to be that's the that's the tip of the balance right there so today you'll see the guns image everywhere bumper stickers pins internet memes hats uh, shirts you'll see signs with the silhouette crossed out by a line and these are at gun control rallies across the country and then you have gun rights advocates uh, showing pictures uh, and posters of the gun Uh, waving flags at their uh, rallies. You'll see AR-15s, the image, and then the slogan, come and take it. 20 million AR-15s are now in civilian hands. It's the center of this debate. Now, uh, the history is kind of interesting because, as I've said for many years, I saw this happen. We saw this happen. The AR-15 was a military weapon. It was created for the military in uh, the 1950s. And it was a revolutionary design, and man, does it work. It is brilliant in its design. So it was developed for the military. The gun was adopted by the Pentagon as the standard rifle, the military standard rifle, and it's the M16 is the military version of it. And uh, it is automatic. 
it's an it's a semi and automatic uh, weapon in the military. Uh, civilian AR-15s are only semi-automatic. You have to pull the trigger for each shot, whereas a automatic weapon, all you do is pull the trigger and it's the rat tat tat, and you know, drrr, off it goes. Sales of the civilian version in the early 1960s were weak. Decades, they were weak. The original patent expires in 1977, and then it opens up the competition. Colt and other manufacturers now start making the R-15. Strong negative reviews when it first came out. I got to tell you, even at NRA conventions. Uh, as a matter of fact, officials organizing the most important gun industry trade show, shot shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show, tried to make it as uncomfortable as possible. They did not want the AR-15 there. That's the NRA. Well, what happened? September 11th happened. Veterans came in, coming back from the Gulf Wars. Loved it. Uh, you saw soldiers fighting in the Middle East carrying the weapon. And all of a sudden, American consumers wanted it, too. And then you had the 2004 expiration of the assault weapons ban, federal. Done. You're finished. So those same gun makers who ignored the gun for decades, now it is in the hands of everyone. It's the most popular gun outside of handguns that exist in the market. 20 million of these puppies are out in the market, are out in the hands. And... Um, by the way, that, that tide has already turned. That ship has sailed. I mean, we're done with that. Uh, it's anybody who wants one can go out and get one. It's going to be, that's just part of America now. Simply part of the way we live. And it is the story. It's a great American success business story and a cultural change. And we've seen this all happening. Quick reminder that I am taking phone calls for handle on the law, marginal legal advice. And I'm doing this off the air and I'll probably broadcast those later. And the phone number is 877-520-1150. And you can, I'll do this uh, just as Gary and Shannon start their show. You can still listen to Gary and Shannon show right here on, uh, well, you can listen through with your phone and listen to their show while you're waiting for me to pick up your call. So marginal legal advice uh, at 877-520-1150. It starts again tomorrow, Amy, with Wake Up Call. And then I come aboard with the rest of the crowd at uh, 6 a.m. to just about uh, now. You've been listening to The Bill Handel Show. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.